good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 93 of the Genesis Gems podcast. Uh, I think we're covering Wayne's World. Party on, I guess. Um, I can't, I'm having a little trouble remembering how to do this, Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah. are. I think we, uh, before we launch into the game discussion, we usually do a little do bit of, of uh, catching up. And <laughs> we do. But hey, I'm, I'm Aaron. Um, I'm the co-host of this podcast that we do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> been a little Nick. bit. Howdy. <laughs> I feel like I forgot how to podcast. This may be uh, an interesting show. It's been so long. I know. No, you know what? It's like riding a bike. You might fall off a few times, but you'll get the hang of it, and won't, you won't f- quite forget. You know. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of coffee to keep me awake. That's what I need tonight. But uh, yeah, one of the Justice Jones podcast and stuff. So, uh, Aaron, man, how have you been? How is life treating you? Whew. Uh, you know what? It's been pretty good over here. Um, let's see. Catching up. You know, if listeners, if you were able to listen to the Bit Brothers podcast, um, I did get to meet up with Nick and um, with... Um, what's his face? What's his face? <laughs> One of those two dudes. <laughs> it was. It's the hey man. He's. It's. He says hey Justin. Hey Justin. I'm, I'm not gonna help. I want you to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? <laughs> I've been so out. Like, here's how out of the loop I've been. I've been so out of the loop with everything that literally, if, if I'm not. It, it, it's Mike, by the way. It's Michael Kelvin. Uh, you Everyone was wondering. So you'll never forget. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, when uh, I and I apologize, listeners, if you've been in the Facebook group, I've just been really, really focused on studying for a certification. So I've n- I'm not popping into our our Facebook as much as I should. So I apologize for that. But I do see people posting in in our uh, Bit Brothers group. And you can, of course, um, check out our friends over at Two Dudes in a Nest and um, also our monthly, bi-monthly, tri-month. <laughs> I don't know what it is now, but uh, we have a Bit Brothers podcast where we'll get together and we'll talk yearly, about bi-yearly. Uh, yearly, bi-yearly. Yearly, <laughs> bi-yearly. You know, then. We, we've both been busy, but my big thing was, let's see. Uh, my wife and I took my kids on their first big trip out of state, nice. um, which was we went to California on a surprise trip to Disneyland, and it was epic. I've never been to Disneyland, um, and Disneyland's California, right? Yes, this is in okay. California. Okay. Because um, we're going to Disney World later this year, but that's in Florida. Got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah. So Disneyland is the original Disney theme park. It's the OG, and it's in Anaheim, California. And you can go and ride all most of the original rides that have been there since the inception inside the castle area. And then there's all sorts of other rides, and there's an extension park that has more of the um, – Thrill Seeker rides, right? Um, yeah. Like there was an in- Incredicoaster, Incredibles uh, ride that I rode with my oldest daughter because she's the only one who likes roller coasters. And <laughs> it was like a 
crazy, awesome roller coaster. And then there was audio being piped to our seats. Like there's a whole story and you see the characters from Incredibles um, pop up at different points. Um, and, you know, it's part of the story there. It, it's just really cool how they, they stage everything. Just like uh, we, we also did some rides like the Monsters Inc. one. Um, got to do a Star Wars ride. There's a whole Star Wars section now at Disney. And you go there and it's, it's just like walking through a city in Star Wars, um, like on Tatooine. It's and there's people dressed up in Star Wars gear. And then the ride we went on there was pretty much like um, them preparing you for a training exercise for the rebellion. And you get in and it's pretty much like an on-rail shooter. It's it's a video game, pretty much. And That's then cool. you you walk in. Um, it was our group, and so two of us were controlling the steering. So myself, my oldest daughter Bella, I was controlling the up and down of the ship, and she was controlling the left and right. <laughs> and then we had other buttons. And then we had um, my son Will and my daughter Cat behind us. And they were in charge of, I guess, you know, shooting the la- the pew pews, right? The lasers in different places. <laughs> and then um, my wife and um, our family, um, our adopted grandmother, <laughs> basically our adopted mom, uh, <laughs> Megan's adopted mom over in California. Um, she has some dear friends that uh, went along with us on uh, to Disney and. Uh, they were our navigation crew. I don't know exactly what they did, but I'm sure it was important. They hit some <laughs> buttons behind us somewhere. But uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was very immersive. It was like a 360 3D experience. I would say it was a lot like being in VR, uh, but without a helmet on. It's as close as I can describe it. That's cool. So man. that was really cool. Um, didn't get to do, what was it? So if you go over to Cal Extreme, which is next door, they've got Radiator Springs and all of these different cars rides. But it was just so busy, man. Like we tried to do almost everything you possibly could that were like and you can't do everything. We were there for two days. And you, you really can't catch every ride. Um, but I did get to do Space Mountain uh did get to do some of the classic disney stuff like it's a small world um and you wonder why people get that song stuck in their heads and it, if you ever <laughs> loop. go through the yeah it's just like an endless loop um, <laughs> and it's very charming but oh boy the song it's like you know it's a small world after all goes mm-hmm. once you hear that it's like the song that never ends. It's that sort of just like repeating <laughs> loop after loop after loop. Do you hear it when you're waiting in line too? Is that part of the... You kind of just hear it in your head after a while. And you're like, where is <laughs> it coming from? But the experience, I, there's nothing quite like it. You get to see all of the characters and um, we got to see... Uh, well, my girls got to meet you know, different Disney princesses and then we went to a dinner where it was uh, Goofy's Kitchen. And so it was a character dinner. So basically, like, you go in and you get to take pictures with Goofy. Oh, cool. And 
then you get to go to like a, a nice buffet and apparently everybody over 10 is counted as an adult for some reason because it's it's not 12 <laughs> it's ridiculous that's it's weird crazy. so that just adds to the cost like so it adds to the cost yeah. oh yeah and so you're just like yeah you better eat whatever you want because <laughs> yeah better get your money's worth <laughs> better get his money's worth but it was cool because the different disney characters would walk through the restaurant and start dancing um and i hear like disney prides itself in like the best customer service like are, are, is everyone like incredibly nice to you and do anything yeah, for you kind of thing? Incredibly yeah nice, really helpful yeah um it was yeah <laughs> it's like wow i worked customer service and it was nothing like this <laughs> Not that I was mean, but uh, it was just a different experience. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody was on top of their game. And if you asked anybody, hey, how do I get to here? They're always like, oh, okay, uh, take a left here. And then take a right. <laughs> and just go straight down Strawberry Lane. And, you know, <laughs> that's two stops over at the Wishing Well. Like, <laughs> they just, they all knew. We're like, oh, where's the nearest bathroom? Well, of course they're gonna. They, you would hope they would know because they probably have to use the same bathroom. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but there's just so much cool stuff and surprising things and fireworks, and um, it's easy to get swept up in it. And it was just yeah. a, it was just a lot of fun. And it's funny that I never got to go to Disneyland, but I had that. Disney game on NES by Capcom, <laughs> yeah. which was basically you you went through those four or five rides in video game form and you answered trivia. Turns out all those rides are named after they're based on rides from Disneyland. So I got to ride every single almost every <laughs> one of those rides, except for the Haunted Mansion one. Um so it was pretty interesting. It was like, oh, wow, this is like, it's like, oh, I know what Space Mountain is because I played <laughs> it in video game form. But that was that was pretty cool. Um, by the end of Disneyland, though, um, man, it I was. I wasn't exhausted. It was more like mental exhaustion, right? Yeah. Like I could hang. Um, I was walking. I was carrying my youngest like half the time. I was okay, but by the time we get got to the end of it, we were I think inside the giant Disney store. And at that point, I was just like I don't want to see any more people. Like <laughs> you're inside this store and it's a gigantic store, but even then it felt like there are too many people in this store. I just need to get out and breathe. And I was just, whew, I was done after that. Uh, <laughs> and my wife was like, yeah, it's probably time to, um, we've had enough magic for today. Let's, let's wrap it up. <laughs> but, it, you know, we got to stay in the, the hotel there. I never thought I'd stay at a Disney hotel, but we stayed at the Disney hotel. And it was it was a great experience and you know we got to stay at a few airbnbs uh part of the trip was also us visiting uh megan's brother and one of her other good friends and his family and man it was it was a great trip um i would say 
other highlights, I got to go to a barcade uh, in L.A. that was pretty epic. And I took some pictures of it. I'll have to post it to our group. Um, I didn't get to I wasn't there for super long, but they did have some cool stuff. I guess if we do Sega snippets, I'll mention a few games in there (laughs) that were Sega related. But let's just say they had a lot of cool pinball, a lot of cool arcade games and stuff you hardly ever see. So pretty epic there. The only other story I will share was get to the end of our uh, cool California excursion. We'd gone to a few beaches. The first day we got there, we went to Redondo Beach. It was great, amazing weather, all that. The last day we were there, the night before, and to take the kids back on a plane, um, we went to the beach in Santa Barbara. And, you know, weather's great, um, nice and cool. Out on the beach, out there with my daughter, Kat, and suddenly I feel something poke the top of my Ooh. foot like really hard. And at first I was like, did something bite me? Like, what is this? But I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Like I, I've been bitten by, or not bitten, whatever it is, you know, I've been attacked by a jellyfish, uh, when I was a kid, but this wasn't a jellyfish. Um, I got out of the water. It's like a puncture (laughs) in the right side of my foot, like a deep gash bleeding, trying not to draw too much attention to myself, to my, my kid, uh, I go over to the adults and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think this is normal. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I grab a towel and I start just trying to cover it up and we're, we're trying to figure out what it is. And, um, you know, like the first 15 minutes, I'm okay. I'm in pain, but it's okay. After 15 minutes, it's like the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my oh. life. And it turned out it was a didn't find out until the <laughs> the one trained paramedic who was also a lifeguard came over and she's like, yep, that is a stingray. So I got a stingray barb <laughs> in my foot. Uh, it's only in California. No, that happens anywhere. But apparently I, I don't even know what I did. They're, they're not mean creatures. It's just that if you're near them and you spook them, yeah. they, can, you know, they can poke at you. Yeah, well, and, and not knowing they're there, you're probably kind of stomping all around its area. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And their tails are venomous. You know, they're yep. and venomous and that's exactly what happened. So didn't it how Steve Irwin died? Messed with the it was, but for him, they were much bigger stingrays. Yeah. yeah. And he was in deeper water, and so I think what happened was it got his chest. But here it was shallow water, so it just poked the top of my foot. But basically, if you ever get attacked by a stingray, um, the thing they tell you to do is just you you put whatever, (laughs) you know, it's your leg or whatever it is, you put it in hot water, and it'll seep out the venom. Gotcha. Oh, man. Like, it, the pain was so bad, I cried. Like, <laughs> not even going to lie. It was that bad. And my wife's like, you don't you don't really cry that much. I'm like, no, I just, like, <laughs> you didn't even cry at our wedding. <laughs> there must be something really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it 
no, yeah, I'm like, there is something really wrong right now. <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, you know, they bring the, this, they have a stingray bag. Like, oh, great. Like, they're used to this. Lifeguards bring over a stingray bag. Um, I'm sure this was an episode of Baywatch and I just missed it. <laughs> they bring over the stingray bag, but it's like lukewarm water. And they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have any hot water. So we're like, okay. Like we're visiting with friends, like the worst time for this to happen. And um, my wife's friend, he's just like, let's just, you know, we'll go somewhere. We'll eat outside. I'll ask them for some water. It'll be fine. So we went over to In-N-Out <laughs> Burger which is like a California staple. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I like Whataburger a little more, but mm. In-N-Out's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and we went over there, and you know, I, I got to give them a hand. Um, they got me. They came through with the hot water. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife's friend went in there. Is just like, I, I need your hot water, and just like. When he goes to talk to people, like they listen. Uh, he looks like he's a CEO of a company or something because he's nice. like a, a business professor. And <laughs> so, like, you know, the poor 16 year old pipsqueak person just like, okay. And, you know, like, <laughs> this hot enough. And so they bring him out the hot water, and uh, I'm able to cook my foot for a few hours. And <laughs> there's like a picture of me. I still have to be like an Ask Aaron photo, but there's a picture of me like grimacing with my <laughs> foot in a stingray bag. You, you say cook your foot. I just remember that episode of The Office where Michael Scott cooked his foot on the Foreman grill. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> oh, man, that was my that was my adventure. Uh, and and it was great because you know, at least I had a story. Just yeah. I was not expecting that to be the story of the trip and my my kids like at first we're like oh no it's okay you know like i hit a, a sharp rock yeah like the top of my foot hit a sharp rock <laughs> but um you know i just didn't want to freak out but yeah that that that's my in your summer <laughs> yeah that's been my summer and now it's uh you know winding down a little bit um otherwise i think i talked about Umper brothers um and started doing a pinball league locally yeah, yeah. really enjoying that um we just started up again for the fall and yeah i'm i'm just getting really into that again and it was funny because my mother-in-law was asking my wife she's like is he gambling <laughs> and, and my wife had to tell, yeah my wife had to tell her like mom it's not it's not gambling it's not <laughs> She's like, I'd rather him be, do- I'd rather him be doing that than, um, than other stuff. You know, it's like, you you couldn't spend nearly as much money playing pinball as you could gambling. There's n- <laughs> not the same risk <laughs> with pinball because at least you're gonna you're gonna play some games. You're not gonna lose a bunch of money doing it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. What about you? I'm sorry, I've been hogging no, up. No, no, no. Genesis Gems airtime. Tell me about what's going on for you the last yeah since I saw you, Nick. So basically baseball all summer. Both of my boys are heavy into you know little league sports. So and I was coaching, gosh, I bet I was coaching three teams at one point. Um we had a travel team and two league teams that it is hard, you know, small area like I'm in to find um like reliable uh volunteers to coach. 
So you kind of end up doing more than you want to, but you know, it's all for the kids, which is awesome. But we played a lot of baseball, I bet between practices and, and uh, games were probably off only off like two days a week. So, um, but it was good. Uh, both my boys love it. Um, yeah, I, it's my favorite sport, and it was a big part of my childhood. So I try not to push it on them. I don't want them to just play because I did. But it's kind of cool because I give them the option of uh, anything they want to do. You know, just do it, and they they pick baseball. I have a rule. I'm like, you're gonna do something. I don't care if it's baseball, Boy Scouts, chess club. I don't care. But you're not coming home every day from school and doing nothing. So that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> my that's kind of my rule with my boys. So they they picked up sports, which I which I really enjoy. And my uh, oldest has learned how to play guitar, which is it's been fun too. Watching him do that, he he can power chord now, and uh, he's picking out little riffs, you know, one string riffs, which I like. And his timing's really good. So I was real real, real excited about that. <laughs> So I turned I turned a metronome on and had him play with it and he he figured it out so that was really neat. To, Is this the same son uh, with the shovel all those years yes. ago? Yes, Isn't that yes. Great? <laughs> I'm I actually so like and I've met I'm, him. He's yeah, he's great. Yeah, get to meet get to meet both my boys. Um, I'm I'm actually going to do something with him. We uh, I'm I'm writing an album. I think you know a lot of the folks listening may know that. Um, I'm actually going to take a um a riff that he kind of wrote in a way and I'm going to turn it into a song. And I'm gonna try to make like a new video where I play the old shovel video and and how he is now and try to make like a, another viral thing. <laughs> Thought maybe oh, that'd be good. Nice. We'll, we'll see what happens. Are you gonna make him recreate it? Oh, I don't know if he will, man. No. He's, uh, you it's, know, it's, you need a little more. He needs another like 10, 15, 20 years, <laughs> and then he'll be like, okay, you know, no more shame, no more, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So he just started in uh, junior high last week, which is about about killing me. Uh, how fast he grew up! Oh um, man, playing playing middle school football and doing that whole thing where they switch classes, lockers and junk. Um, but uh, yeah, he's kind of growing up before my eyes, you know. Uh, I, I think when I started these podcasts, he was just you know in diapers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, my kids like, too. I, I, yeah, I was like when I joined the podcast. I'm trying to think. Uh, I want to say. Bella was maybe four. Uh, Will was maybe two, and I think Cat had barely just been born, <laughs> when the, like when I joined, like in 2013 or 14. Yeah, my youngest just turned 10. I mean, both double digits. So it's a, uh, it's been fun. Just kind of watching them grow and stuff. But yeah, the baseball man, I, my, my oldest is a diehard Braves fan, just like I am. So we're watching MLB every night together and he plays uh he plays the show a lot uh, we buy that new version of the show every year so oh nice yeah so that's that's been kind of fun to do with him as well my, my younger son's more into you know just regular games so he'll he'll play a lot of uh, uh he was playing Mario Strikers the other day we bought that on the switch and oh, he, nice. it, it was real cool because when we were down you yeah, hanging out with you Aaron uh, we started playing the uh was it killer queen game. yeah and uh, we actually bought that on the Switch, and he loves that game. And he always remembers that. He's like, I remember your friend Aaron, Dad? And I played this with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, really he's, good. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll remember that for a long time. It was really neat. So he's he's more of my gamer, but um, yeah. So that that's been the summer basically. I'm a I've got him back to school. I'm I'm playing more music out and about now. I've got a few weekend gigs. I'm actually going to start giving guitar lessons to some local kids in the area. So that's going to be kind of fun. I had to <laughs> with these gas prices the way they are. I had to do some kind of side swag to make a little gas money. Hey, you know yeah. that's true. Yeah. Have you thought about doing any remote guitar lessons, or are you just going to try and keep it local? I want to see what happens local first because I've never really taught anyone how to play guitar. Um, 
it's kind of funny that I'm looking up videos of how to teach people to play guitar, if that makes sense. Just the kind of yeah. like where, where to start. I don't I don't want to overwhelm anybody. And um, so I'm kind of studying that right now to see like what the best methods are. So I know like the first class I give, I'll just kind of have to see where where the uh, students are at. Um, whether they're you know, beginners, intermediates, and heck, if they're better than me, I'll just give them their money back and tell them somewhere else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, you know, I, I don't have enough pride to, <laughs> to, to not do that. So, but um, oh, you know, I took guitar lessons when I was in college. I already knew how to play, but I didn't know how to solo. I didn't know how to improvise. Yeah. So I just hung out with a guy basically, and he kept saying, "I'm not teaching you anything." I'm like, "Yeah, you are." So you just don't even realize it. I you just don't realize something. it. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, some of the best lessons I ever had, just hanging out with somebody. No, it's yeah. true. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know many people, yourself included, who are better guitarists than than I am, and uh, I I just try and soak that stuff up. I'm, you know, I'm a pianist composer first, um, yeah. but I I really enjoy playing guitar too. So I think that's that's awesome that you're trying to impart that on a, a new generation. Yeah, and I'm just trying to. I I never want to make like my hobbies my job, but you know, if I can make a couple. Well, quick bucks you know doing it as well the uh, pl- the playing the music the solo thing i do is real fun um you know i usually charge about 50 bucks an hour when i do that and, which you know for for a solo artist that's not too expensive for some of these venues that are uh, bringing me on but that's been a lot of fun and i'm actually getting ready to start a little side band with a couple guys i go to church with um oh so, nice yeah just all kinds of trying not to I get was too doing busy that. but very yeah busy. <laughs> yeah you know i was doing that um i was in a band for a bit there and he's like, all right, you know, um, things are ramping up again. And this was like about six months ago. And it felt real bad. But I was like, man, you know what? I just cannot make the time for it right now. And it sucks when you have to turn something down. Because, like, he's an amazing guitar player. And he's got a cool band. He just wanted me to be the you know, keyboard player. And I played a, I got to play a show with them once. And, man... It, it, sometimes it's just like it's learning how to say no, right? Because yeah, and I, I think I've gone well. through life so much <laughs> where it's like I say I, I've said yes to so many projects and so many things, and then before you know it, I'm like, okay, I I don't have any time left <laughs> exactly for the right. things <laughs> that I really need to devote time to. Um, and so people would ask like, well, how do you have time for all these things? And, and the truth is like, I, I, I don't, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> it just means that I do a lot of things not as well. <laughs> yeah. And that's always the thing. Like I always felt like I had pretty decent time management, uh, maybe not with a podcast, but with other things in life. <laughs> it's, it's funny with this podcast. Cause I think you and I, like, instead of quitting, we just take long breaks. Cause I, I don't I, ever want to quit this. I just, yeah, I'd rather just take a long I, break and come back. <laughs> For me, it feels like I'm just I'm I'm reuniting with an old friend, and yeah, even if that's yeah. like recurring a month or month and a half or two months. Like I'm okay with that. This is one of those things where you know I've told my wife like I can put aside everything else, but I feel like with gems like <laughs> you just gotta keep it going. We just we we can keep it going. We're not gonna run out of games anytime soon. No, the no. last game we cover is like um you know some koei strategy game that you never want to play like so be it we'll get there um (laughs) i mean it's all good like i i think if it was it's one of those things where 
I just started uh, listening to this book about habits, right? Atomic habits, where it's like you want something that's easy and that you enjoy and that you keep going back to. And that's what I feel like with gems. Like it, 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 it's not that it's a, a habit per se, but it's something that feels good. And it yeah. feels like something that I enjoy coming back to. And, and I hope you listeners, even though uh, we're not always super consistent, we, we thank you guys yeah, and gals um, for still sticking with us. Yeah. And, 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 and it's funny. Cause like, yeah, I don't, we haven't put out an episode since I think March, which has been quite a while away. But uh, the the amount of messages and and emails and things we've gotten just asking, "Hey, you guys, all right? Haven't put out a show in a while." That's that's pretty neat. So, you know, it's always good to have some people waiting to listen. We could have lost some listeners along the way, but I don't know about you, but I tend to get a huge backlog in my podcast and I end up skipping stuff. So maybe yeah. for a, for a few folks out there who don't listen as much podcast as I do, <laughs> might be a little easier for them to, to keep up with a slow podcast. You never know. No, I mean, I've maybe you're like me. Sometimes you'll discover a podcast that's defunct now, but you've got like a backlog of however yeah. many episodes. And that happened to me. Like I listened to a few. I started listening to a few pinball podcasts. And I was like, oh man, like <laughs> I, you know, I get through about ten episodes, and then I look like, oh, he stopped doing this like two years ago oh man <laughs> but at least i've got a giant backlog to get through <laughs> it was in it and i i randomly like searched for a podcast the other day like i thought i wonder if there's any like geeky nerds like me out there that also talk about their you know their faith or religion on a podcast and i literally yeah. found something that was like oh well <laughs> this is exactly what i was looking for <laughs> and I just, hey. it was real small they just started up and i started listening to them the other day and I'm like that's pretty cool so you just randomly find yes. crap like that yeah. <laughs> and you never know. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, cool, man. Okay, outline. What do we do next? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, we talk about Sega snippets, right? Sega. That- yeah. Let's just go. You guys know where to find us. I don't need to go over all that crap. Yeah. Let's just do some Sega <laughs> snippets. <laughs> you'll find us eventually. Yeah. You'll, you'll find us. Eventually. You're listening to this episode. You know where we live. Yeah. On the internet. Test so- one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. There is a really interesting piece of news, very, very much Sega related, that I read. Um, this was an article that was released on Saturday, which, what was Saturday? That had been like, uh, what is today, the 22nd? So, I don't know, 20th, something like that. And. Coming off kind of the big success of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movies, uh, they've actually announced two Sega movies that they're going to be working on. One I'm really excited about because I'm kind of curious how, how the other is going to end up, and then the other one I'm kind of iffy about. But it's Alex Kidd. No. Yeah, they actually they announced <laughs> Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone movies. Um, so I guess Sonic was just the beginning is what it says. And this actually came from Sega's Twitter as well. Um, the article I'm reading here, I'll put it in the show notes, is from N- Nintendo Life, which is kind of a, a bad site to put on a Sega Genesis podcast. But uh, it, uh, it it showed the Twitter feed of Sega showing that they, they had a cool little image here of uh, Ooh La La and uh, um, the dude from Comic Zone. I forgot his name, Turner. <laughs> Sketch Turner. <laughs> yes, yeah. Turner, yeah. So... That's gonna be kind of cool, and I guess there's also a Streets of Rage movie in development. So there's I'm all this. I'm curious how that's gonna go. Um, it's, it's the same creator that did John Wick. Like, hmm. Okay, you know, is yeah. he gonna be the producer, the d- director? 
because I mean, let's let's be honest with video game movies. Often the director will change hands about five to ten times yeah, before yeah. it lands on somebody. That's for that's for true. But for you know, Sonic was a success. Um, I finally saw the first one with my kids. I haven't watched the second one yet. I heard it's good too. I've heard it's better than the first one. <laughs> if if you weren't a huge fan of the Olive Garden quips and the <laughs> and then the goofiness of one, I, I've heard two is a little more straightforward. Uh, and you know, I'm hyped to see Idris Elba's Knuckles, so I have to go check that one out with my kids too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Comic Zone has a cool enough story to kind of be a movie. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with Space Channel 5. I love that game. It was one of my favorites on Dreamcast, but it's like, hmm, someone who sings and kills aliens and Michael Jackson makes a cameo. Not not too <laughs> sure about that one. <laughs> but yeah, the Sketch Turner thing could be awesome. I, I, I think, think could... you know, that's got, oh, man, that's got great potential. Because um, we, oh, I'm trying to think of like the movie equivalent. The last time we had something like that, not so great. I think I thinking thinking of like Cool World, where the story cool. didn't make any sense. It looked great, but it didn't make any sense, and it was way too adult for. It was it was kind of weird, like what the market they were going for was, and yeah. before that it was like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a great movie, um, and you know kind of incorporated the live action in the cartoon. So I could see them doing sort of a. I mean, that's what Sonic the Hedgehog is, right? It's a mix yeah. of live action and animated. So I don't know. It make it makes me wonder because comics were really big, you know, were big, really big in the '90s. Um, lots of kids were still reading comics. I don't know about now. I don't know if comics are more niche. Um, or if it's just kids reading comics on their iPads, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a resurgence in that. There's a few comic book stores that popped up around my area. It's kind of like the same crowd here buying vinyls, which I'm guilty of. Or pinball. Yeah. yeah pinball. I, I mean, I love, yeah, I, you know, I've gone full in on vinyl, so. Yeah, <laughs> it, a, lot, a lot of this is just my collector like I, I didn't want to. My mom bought bought me a record player for my for Christmas. I'm like, oh, now I gotta collect. Oh, and then my yep. and then my, my oldest son decided he was gonna buy some comic books. So we went to a few comic book stores, and here I am buying them again. So it's just bad, bad collector gene, I guess. Hey, it happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's great too in a way because now when um my in-laws are like wow what do we get aaron and Megan's just like just get him a record go to target he loves the beatles you can't go wrong um just you know like my best friend got me uh he got me a beatles record i was like this is great that was like father's day my wife bought me a stone tip of pilots album and my mom bought me an acdc album like man this is this is my life now and that's okay (laughs) (laughs) You know, the only Stone, I'm just thinking about this, the only Stone Temple Pilots album I ever actually owned um, was the, was it the gift shop one? I'm trying to remember what it was called. Was it the, uh, yeah, the tiny, the tiny, it had Big Bang Baby, Big Bang Baby on it. Yeah, it it wasn't the album with all their, it was like the follow-up album to the album that had all their big hits on it. Yeah, which that album was really good if you don't mind, like, 
yeah tiny music songs yeah from the vatican gift shop yeah that yes. that actually is a like if you're not because when Double Pilots, when the core first came out, it was like, man, these guys are heavy grunge music, and it's hey, this is Pearl Jam all over again. Exactly, and then and then Purple was probably my favorite album. That was the second one, and it kind of slowed it down a little bit. But Tiny Music's good if you're looking for like a, it's a, it almost has like a Beatles or 70s rock kind of kind of feel to it. They're not real heavy distorted guitars, but just good songs, good catchy, you know. Hey, and it has tripping on the whole lot of Deeper Heart, which, yeah, is which is one amazing. of my favorite songs by them. Yep. Yeah, it's a good. I especially album. remember it from uh, from Rock Band. Yeah, it was it was real sad. They were always one of my favorite bands back in high school, and uh, I didn't get to see them live with Scott Weiland, but I get I did get to see them live about I'm gonna say about four years ago with their new singer, and he actually was really good. That kind of kind of blew me away a little bit, honestly, because I wasn't I had no expectations, no high hopes, and he uh, he did a real good job. That was actually a heck of a concert I went to. Oh man, Sega snippets. Yeah, they really take us places. Yeah, they do. <laughs> if, yeah, and I can be quick with this. As far as like what I'm playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I bought, which I've, I've been kind of in and out of these games. I, the third one was definitely my favorite, but I bought Far Cry, Far Cry Six. Okay. Um, it was really, it's really good. I think this is better than the best one since three. So if you guys like the Far Cry games, uh, this is definitely the one to get in my opinion. Is this the one with a uh... Jean Espinosa, whatever the heck his name yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Esposito, Juan Carlos. Yeah, Lewis. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like, he's on the cover. That's what I remember. Yep. With his son. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I feel like this one's just easier to play. Um, I think I like the premise of Far Cry 5 the best with the whole crazy religious leader, but uh, I think this one just plays a lot better. It's a lot easier to, to travel. It's easier to, to find like the, the outpost you got to take. and It's got that, you know, Assassin's Creed kind of feel to it but um i don't know i've been really enjoying it it's a good time waste too because you don't have to get like real real into the story i'll sit back with a podcast and just go around shoot stuff and i'll put about it's maybe about 20 hours into it um oh, nice. I'd, say I'm, I'd say i'm about a third through the story right now but uh yeah it's been good i got it for like eight bucks on prime day for playstation 5 so it's definitely worth it worth eight bucks sweet man but other than that, no, not much. A lot of, a lot of the show. We still play that all the time, and I'm always playing like Tetris 99 on my Switch. That's kind of my, <laughs> my go-to quick game. <laughs> like yeah. hundred hours into that game. <laughs> well, my, well, my go-to quick game is pretty much just you know any the, pinball, <laughs> any pinball, flip grip, the Switch. It's like the perfect portable <laughs> pinball machine. Um, but you know, no one wants to hear me unless we're covering a pinball game. I don't want to wax too. <laughs> Too much on pinball so i'll talk about video games i played um my son um when he like when he's into one particular series of video games he's like he's already super into video games but it tends to be mascot stuff and oh boy since um i kind of got him his own laptop because he wants to do programming and stuff like that and he, oh, he cool. does pixel art um awesome, he has man. gotten yeah he, he he's super into sonic the hedgehog and he found all sorts of like fan projects and things where they're like fan hd releases and mods of stuff um and so there's stuff out there for like sonic one and sonic two and uh there's a a fan game that takes the levels from Sonic 3D Blast, basically, 
and it's called Sonic 3D and 2D, and it turns it into a two-dimensional Sonic game, basically. <laughs> and cool. so it takes, I guess, the music and the the basic looks of the level and just creates a whole new game around that without you having to collect flickies. I'm like, great, it's just a Sonic game now. <laughs> but um, I hooked up his laptop um, to our big TV using Steam Link, and we were playing the Sonic 1, um, whatever the... Uh, someone will know. If you're a listener and you, and you love this stuff, um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it's like one of those um, fan projects where they kind of throw in the kitchen sink, right? So you can play a tag team. You can play as all the different characters. Um, we were playing as Ray um and playing as ray entails and playing through sonic one kind of tag team uh and it was a lot of fun um you know you could add sort all sorts of little tweaks to the game you could add in stuff from sonic mania um and just really enjoyed it and what's funny is i bought sonic origins and yeah <laughs> it was because my son How twisted my arm I, a little bit yeah my son twisted my arm a little bit this. because he mentioned wanting to play it a lot and it was right around my birthday i want to say and i was gonna get ninja turtles which i still really want to get oh, so but good. i got sonic origins instead and i'm kind of kicking myself because i played ninja turtles now and it was fantastic and sonic origins is good but i've played these Sonic games so many times that I don't feel like now I'm just running off of nostalgia and how, and how can I speed run this stuff and, and <laughs> seeing some of the new like cutscenes and stuff is cool. Um, but if you're like a, a f- hardcore fan of Sonic, you're going to get it regardless. But if you're like kind of on the fence, you might just want to wait till it goes, goes down in price. Um, it's a great collection for what it is. I don't, like that they messed up the sonic 3 music um yeah, yeah i heard about that uh, yeah the prototype music that's found in the pc version is actually pretty good um so but the way they recorded it not so great um <laughs> sounds like it's coming through a tin can almost <laughs> uh so, yeah, there's audio issues there's some little bugs that are being ironed out might have been ironed out by now but, um, you know, it's it's cool to have these games in a package and be able to play Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Um, but my son was already like, you know what, this is great. But I have, like, he has a, uh, I think it's called, like, Sonic 3 Air. So it's even better than the version on Origins. <laughs> oh, wow. On his computer, so um, I'm like, yeah, but oh, I like supporting these projects when they c- come out because I know how much love goes into it. I know, yeah, and and here's here's hoping there's a Sonic Sonic Mania part two because that game was so good. So you know, I know that uh, Head Cannon, I know uh, those folks worked hard on this, but it also sounds like from what I read on Twitter that Sonic kind of, uh, yeah, Sonic, I mean Sega. Uh, rushed the product out the door because they really wanted to, I guess, build off the momentum of yeah the movie 
the movies, what it seems yeah. like, or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah. I'm kind of... I'll have to dig into it a little more. Um, but... I still want to play Ninja Turtles. I'll just put it that way. But besides <laughs> that, in terms of games I've been playing, I did get to go to my best buddy's house, and I brought over my EverDrive, and it has every single Sega Genesis game and every single Master System game. And I want to play some Master System stuff because I grew up with the Master System, but it was mostly we had the power base converter, and then I got a Master System later. But there were a bunch of games um, that I didn't get to play until later in emulation and stuff like that. So it was really cool. We uh, put in Master of Darkness, which if you've never played it, it was released on Sega Master System and on Game Gear. And it's a straight up Castlevania clone um, done by Sega. And it's pretty solid. It's kind of like Let's take the concept of Castlevania, but let's make it a character from London uh, in the Victorian era. And instead of a whip, he has a a sword that can get longer, basically. Um, And some of the level design and stuff is ripped straight out of Castlevania. (laughs) You get near the end of the game and you're going through a clock tower is what it looks like. It's a good but it's, to a follow. Good, give it's a good template to follow. Um, honestly, you're going to have an easier time beating that game than you will an actual Castlevania game. So. <laughs> yeah, how's the, knock, how's the knockback in that game? <laughs> it's No, it's not nearly as bad as uh, <laughs> Castlevania. And you can jump off stairs. So take that, Castlevania. <laughs> that's, Bam. That's, a good, that's a good one up. Yep. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, uh, once you get to Dracula, you can pretty much just cheese him with your your items and as a last boss i think you know what no i didn't i didn't lose to him so (laughs) there were a few places where i had to like run through an area and there was a maze section where like the screen scrolls infinitely up and down but it's like you just have to go to the right area and you're fine um but overall like pretty good sega like (laughs) You know, for the time, um, considering they were making a Castlevania clone, it's it's a pretty solid game. I, there there have been other attempts at the Castlevania formula um, that were not as great, but that one it, I think still holds up. Just like I think um, Golden Axe Warrior yeah. is a Zelda, Zelda clone. clone. Yep. Yeah, have you ever played that? Because I yep. I don't know if you got to play that on the the Sonic collection. Yeah, I unlocked it on that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun little game to play through also. But man, Master of Darkness uh, kind of caught me by surprise. Like, you know what? I, I remember seeing, you know what it was? I remember seeing, like, sometimes you would get Sega games and they would give you screenshots of games on the Game Gear coming out for the Game Gear and the Sega Genesis. And I remember seeing that game. By that time, they weren't advertising for the Master System anymore. But I remember getting one of those like, oh, man, that looks like a cool game. So it was neat getting to play through that one again here. So that's about it for me, except for um, the travesty of a, I mean, uh, the great game <laughs> that we're going to, no spoilers here, the great game that we're going to cover for this episode. <laughs> I think if anyone you know has seen any any list out there of you know, certain quality of games, they probably know what this is going to be. No spoilers. 
But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, we did have a few Ask Aaron questions, so I guess we could uh, you know, mosey on right over to that little section of the show. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. He will answer them if he wants. So if you all would like to ask Aaron or you know, get good feedback on any games we're playing, you can page, and that is facebook.com slash groups slash bitbrothers and it'll take you right there we usually post a picture of the game we're playing or a picture of aaron for ask aaron to get everyone's um comments so aaron there's uh, not as many questions as there usually is because i did post this late so my apologies but um hey the first one comes from our good friend eric purcell and eric asks, how do you rock so hard and it's kind of in uh in relation to the picture we posted of Aaron, you know, rocking at one of his many uh, cool online <laughs> gigs, <laughs> he's wearing some awesome neon, you know, green bandana and some cool fingerless gloves. Yeah, how, how do you rock so hard? Oh, man. I You know what? I just uh, pick up all the tips I learned from Nick Stevens. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I just, I love to make a fool of myself and... Uh, I, I like—I don't know. I like entertaining people, um, and I like having fun, and I like rocking out. So, just that kind of mix of things, and I like being on a stage. There's even if it's a virtual stage, there's nothing like it. Like having an audience and having people uh, respond to what you're doing. Like it's great when you're by yourself and you've got a amplifier and you're rocking out, but it's really cool uh when you've got the energy of the crowd yeah absolutely i tend to uh when i play my solo stuff i uh i put out a tip jar and people walk up you know put a couple bucks in there and it's like the minute they do that i just start like going off on some crazy improvised solo just to kind of be like yeah you give me some money i'm gonna play a little harder now <laughs> it's like <laughs> here you go nah, oh man kind of i'm really gonna nail this solo now <laughs> I usually play the melody, and then when I hit a solo, like I never do it the same way twice. It's always some improvised mess that I try to throw together. But all right, so the next comment wasn't even a question. Uh, Jesse, our good friend Jesse, put a picture, a gif of Wayne and Garth saying "We're not worthy" and doing the bow down thing like they did <laughs> Alice Cooper in a movie. So nice. Next question or questions comes from our friend Nick DeMarco. And he is quoting a song here, I'm assuming. It says, Aaron, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Aaron? <laughs> I guess he just replaced Aaron with Annie. Oh, man. So, I'm doing you're, okay. You're okay. The, uh, yeah, the rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. You know, the <laughs> the Stingray tried to get me, guys. Uh, but, but he's, he's okay. not successful. He's been struck by a smooth stingray. Isn't it? Doesn't the way it go like uh, if this was a comic book, then I would become the stingray, right? Yeah, I mean the stingray is a cool nickname. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Yeah, there's, there's a guy Sting- named Stinger, Stingray in that. That's right. <laughs> His name's Ray. He has like the he has some <laughs> sort of deformity or something. And <laughs> Look at that messed up goatee. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was great. Cobra Kai. All right. I need to watch really season wasn't... four of that, man. Oh, it's so good. We've my oldest son and I've watched like every season twice. Love this show. But um, 
There's really no other questions. Joe Copel did say, looks like you're getting money for nothing and the chicks for free. Kind of love the dire straits. Uh, you know. <laughs> and then Nick DeMarco responded to Joe saying, I mean, he's not Rob level super shiny stardom, but if he wants Monopoly money, he gets it for nothing. Chicken nuggets, totally free. What a guy. So, what a guy. <laughs> yeah. Good old Nick. Hey, you know what's really cool about this about this next segment? Is that we are covering a game from a franchise that we completely stole this next segment's um, intro to. Oh. The whole game on the game on thing. Like I'm like, hey game on Aaron. Game on, Nick. And then you hear the great Wayne and Garth yelling game on. Game on! Yeah, game on. Sega! Came right from this awesome uh, awesome from franchise. Yeah. yeah, from the movie, <laughs> which came from a Saturday Night Live skit, which was absolutely one of my favorite things when I was growing up, which was Wayne's World. Uh, this did come out for it was we're covering on the Genesis, of course, but I did believe I do believe it came out for NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy. I think it was even a DOS version out there. Um, but yeah, uh, memories of this. We like to start with our memories when we go to these games. I mainly remember the movie, of course. Um, I do remember renting this game for the Super Nintendo. And I remember getting really frustrated at the first stage and never getting by it. Um, it always seemed like it had such a good, a good, uh, you know, start. The graphics look cool and all that stuff, but it's like it never could get past that first stage. And it was so cool when you when you watch the first Wayne's World movie, the very first clip of the entire movie, they're going over um, that guy that has the Noah's arcade, you know, and behind him is literally Sonic the Hedgehog playing in the back. So like you literally the first scene of the whole entire movie <laughs> is Sonic the Hedgehog. Which I thought was kind of cool. Kind of nice little you know, rollback to Sega. I'm going to feel real bad because I'm probably going to talk about the movie just as much as I do the game here. But uh, yeah. Did you uh, have any memories of the game or the movie? Oh, man. I have a lot of great memories of the movies. Um, both movies, actually. Um, first one, better movie. But I enjoyed both of them. Yeah, um, I, I was glued to Saturday Night Live every saturday um and wayne's world they would show uh sometimes you'd get to see reruns of snl and i would definitely watch um as much snl as i could and i loved wayne's world and i loved the top tens they would do Uh, and i just thought i just thought uh Mike Myers and Dana Carvey i just thought they were really funny like they were two of my favorite cast members and as wayne's world it was almost like its own thing, right? That it made sense to me. It was like a breakout hit from Saturday Night Live. And I don't think I, at that point when I was a kid, I don't even know that I knew it came from SNL. I think I learned that later. <laughs> I want to say I saw the movie first, and then they were all over MTV um, for whatever reason. You know, they had some MB- MTV experience things and then i got to watch some of the old snl things um but yeah man i i love the movie um the humor was right up my alley because i was very juvenile Um, exactly i loved still am still am yeah you know um (laughs) i i think it might have been my first exposure to that queen song to bohemian rhapsody Rhapsody. i think many 90s kids me too if you grew up in the 90s, um, I don't Foxy Lady know. by Jimi Hendrix. That was the first time I to that <laughs> song, too. Yeah, Foxy. Uh, I, I think um, 
Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Um, yeah, when the the Cassandra's band's playing it. Yep, that's another one. Yep, it was in there. But then it was also on Rock Paintings on Sega CD. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I just I love the movie. Um, it's it still still holds up. Not everything holds up in it, but I think the main characters are very likable. They're kind of um, almost to me. They're almost smarter versions of Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. yeah in a, a lot way, of intelligence behind them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like they're almost knowing. They they can be dumb or they can be they can be stupid in different ways, but uh, you can also tell like. They, they break the fourth wall sometimes. They talk yeah, directly yeah. to the audience. There's all those silly commercials that they do um, where, you know, once they've sold out, it's like they'll <laughs> say something and then it'll cut away. It'll be like, Pepsi, the choice of a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I watched the movie again a couple of days ago. Just I've, I've seen it so many times as a kid. I wanted to kind of refresh myself. And I'm a huge fan of The Office. And there's a couple of things from the show, I, like, like, like you mentioned, breaking the fourth wall and them talking to the camera. I mean, the office did that. The whole, that's what she said. I'm pretty sure it came from Wayne's World because <laughs> he definitely said that way before Michael Scott ever said it. <laughs> I found out, well, I found out, I think uh, that's what she said, is like adapted from something that's been a- around for a long, for a lot long longer, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's something like um, what the uh, bishop said to the actor or something like that, where it's a saying that's been adapted from another saying. So it's been around a while, but yeah, I can, I can see the through line between Wayne's world and talking to the camera in, in the humor of, uh, um, of the office. So I, I definitely get that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I try to remember what my favorite part of that movie is. Uh, literally anything from that movie is a is a better memory than playing the game uh, when i was a get kid i want to say no you know what um i don't think i played wayne's world the game i or i've blacked it out I, I blanked it out like i we had stuff like home alone 2 also by the wonderful folks at thq also yeah. published by them we had that on super nintendo uh, and I just don't remember playing Wayne's World. Yeah, and it's a shame because growing up, I always had such high expectations for licensed, you know, games, especially coming from TV shows or or movies. Because you play games like Ninja Turtles, even the first one. I know it's hard, but that's a great game. Expect the quality of yeah of Konami or Capcom, and then yeah, and you get a lot of times sorely disappointed. Yeah, yeah, and you got Capcom covering like all those great Disney franchises, you know. Chippendale was Aladdin, DuckTales, you get all that stuff. But then, you know, Batman with Sunsoft, some great stuff there. But then, like, you get some of your favorite movies out there, like Back to the Future, Wayne's World. You got awful companies like LJN just ruining the gaming experience. Oh, like, oh software. Just, you're just like, what happened? It, well, in Wayne's World, there's multiple versions of this game. Um, and I've played the NES one and also terrible. Yeah. Uh, but there's a point-and-click adventure game, which makes much more sense for what Wayne's World is, yeah. right? Like they're they're non-violent. Um, they're they get into all sorts of goofy situations. 
Um, you know, they're like the plot of the movie is them trying to save their TV show or wrestle it from, you know, corporate overlords, basically. And the PC one is a point and click adventure, which I, if I remember right, follows the plot line of the movie more. And it makes more sense that, you know, you get bits of dialogue you choose from and different things you have to find. And it, the jokes land better because let's be honest, like the, the humor is completely lost on these console games. Yeah. Like everything is, is beating a dead horse. Like it's, the joke you love from that movie, they're going to recycle it and regurgitate it, and it's just not going to be funny anymore. Like, the stuff they put in there, the little quips. Like, maybe the first time you're like, ha, huh, hey, it's from the movie. But then after a while, you're like, do I have to hear this again? Why? Yeah, and I, I wrote down a note about that. They After one of the stages, like, they keep calling each other a dweeb for, like, 17 cutscenes or something ridiculous. Like, I'm like, just shut up already. Well, and and I... Yeah, go ahead. And, and I get what you're saying. Like the point and click adventure thing would be awesome. I I really feel like this could have been a great game because it doesn't control awful. Um, the graphics look okay. I mean, other than you know this huge, huge freaking sprite and you can't see you know two feet in front of you. Like that's part of the, the problem of the game. But like the, there was definitely some potential here, but it's kind of got lost a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Yeah, yeah. I what I imagine is because um, this was gray matter. Um, yeah. Yep. Which was a Canadian company, which is which is great because I think, uh, you know, uh, I know Mike Myers is Canadian. I can't remember if uh, Dana Carvey Dana Carvey's Canadian or not. Uh, look that up. That's an ask, Aaron. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. But what I do know um, is that they were kind of a hired gun company that would do a lot of uh, licensed games. Uh, or ports of games and this just to me just feels like oh man they probably didn't have that much time to turn this around and get it out there right yeah because they released it you know kind of on the next segment of the show they released in 93 which i think the movie came out in 92 if i'm not wrong so it was like real quick trying to turn that around and get some money off of it that's what you know that's what all these are for they're trying to make that 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 big buck because, like me, I would I would have bought this game if I had the kick funds, you know, not playing it. Because I'm like, well, Wayne's World, I love that movie. And they would have sold me real quick. But luckily, I didn't have that kind of money when I was a kid and just wasted $3 renting it on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just has such a, I don't know, such a weird look to it. It Everything kind of blends together. And, and maybe, yeah. I don't know when you want to jump in a presentation, but... Um, yeah, the only other thing you, you already mentioned who who developed it, who published it. Um, yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about is like I, I did buy this game. I went out and got the cart. I think I got it on eBay for like twelve bucks. But right now on price charting, it's a uh, it's kind of it's a little a little pricey. Twenty three wow. seven twenty three seventy five for a loose copy and sixty five sixty seven for a complete in box. Couldn't believe that. You're kidding so, me? Yeah, but I honestly like that I read that like I've, I've been to a couple of retro stores in the past couple months I don't remember seeing it anywhere so it must just be a hard one to find not from anyone wanting to keep it by any means but. no <laughs> oh man no but but I, if oh go ahead oh I was gonna say yeah we, we could go a few different places where where did you want to go next 
Well, I, I have a little snippet of the story uh, that comes from movie games. I thought maybe we could set the stage that way. Um, it, it does definitely doesn't follow the movie as far as storyline goes, but there is, you know, of course, every stage has something to do with that first movie. But the storyline kind of goes like this from movie games. It says it's Friday, it's 1030, and like usual, Wayne and Garth are presenting their TV show. First, they start off by reading a top 10 list of the worst games they recently played at the arcade. Then Wayne accounts on how he and Garth were suddenly sucked into a video game, and Garth was kidnapped by the mysterious Xantar. Wee, 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 flashback. And now you're suddenly in control of Wayne as he must embark upon a quest to save his good pal Garth. Which, yeah, you know, like even that storyline there, like, if you would read that, like, has some potential there, but... Yeah, but then they stretch so, yeah. it out forever. forever. Like the intro takes a long time. Oh gosh, yes. None of the jokes land. Like there's, there's the and how, yeah. of a joke in here. But I and how ironic is it that they're going over the top ten list of forced video games? I'm like, you're playing it. Like you just broke the fourth wall there. <laughs> you're, you're you're playing the worst video game. Oh yeah. But anyway, anyways. Yeah, but that was kind of the story. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically a platformer. You're, it's definitely not like a side-scrolling platformer. Many many levels. Run and gun. Yeah. But you, terrible. You're, you're, you're Wayne with a giant head, which they do make fun of that a little bit. Um, you're strumming guitar with one of the worst sound effects I've ever heard for a guitar in my life. Um, that shoots out sound waves that kill your enemies. And my biggest problem with this game, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, is that. Your sprite is so huge on this tiny little screen, and you can hardly see like two feet in front of you. So it makes getting through the levels incredibly difficult. So like, you may have found yourself doing this. I know I did. I would constantly hit just hit the attack button at all times. Like I just wouldn't let off on it. Like I was playing a shoot 'em up or something, hoping that I would just hit the enemy that popped up on the screen. <laughs> you know, five feet in front of me, whenever it would finally show up. But there's a lot of lot of platforming, um, a lot of dying in the platforming because you're hitting obstacles that don't look like obstacles that should hurt you, but they do. Yes, you can't and, tell what's a yeah. You can't always tell what you're supposed to jump on and what's an object and what's everything just blends together so badly. Um, yeah, and and you better be in for a long haul when you play this game because I, I watched. I couldn't beat. I couldn't even beat the first level. I, I'll get that out of the way now. So I watched a long play of the entire game, and that long play video was over an hour long. And the timestamp of the, the first level was like 23 minutes. I'm like, it took yeah. that guy 23 minutes to beat the first level. <laughs> and there's only four levels in the game. Um, yeah, there's well, yeah, four levels, but they've got like huge, huge, and and I've gotten to stage three of the first level, right, or whatever you want to call it, and um, you know, they add in tiny new elements in each level. Um, like, oh boy, this stage has a uh, guitars that drop on your head now. And, yeah. um, this one has trombones that are out to kill you, but you know, none of it makes sense. None of it feels like it really has any connection to anything. Wayne's world. It's just, we need to make a video game and, What's the laziest plot we can think of? Oh, what if the characters from this thing got sucked into a video game world? What would that look like? Like yeah. that's the that's the plot. Yep. Um, and and they try to make the stages like things from the movies. So like, I wrote it down here somewhere. Yeah, so the stage is like the first I'm stage. Like, <laughs> it, well, it's supposed to be. It's like the first stage sometimes. is the guitar store. Yeah. The yeah. First stage oh is the yeah. Guitar yeah. Store. The, the second stage is the stand. Akitas, which is like the the donut shop. 
the third stage oh, is the gas yeah, works, with the which is like Ed O'Neill. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Ed O'Neill character yeah. is awesome. You don't see him. Anyway. I don't think he's in the the game. The no. game. No. Yeah. The third stage is Gasworks, which is the first time when Wayne sees Cassandra's band play at that little venue. And then the fourth stage is the one that doesn't make any sense. I think they they just called it Suburbia. suburbia which the, yeah, the only thing Suburbia. I, yeah, the only thing I could think of there is like them playing hockey out in the street when they're screaming game on, game off, you know. And the, the bosses at the end of each stage, they don't really make much sense either. I think the first one was just like his big guitar. The second one was like a big donut. <laughs> the third one was a weird looking like creepy Elvis guy. And yeah. the, the final boss was this big purple blob. He's the one that kept grabbing Garth at the end of each level. Yes, the gelatinous him. cubes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Xantar. From the worst game at the arcade. Yep. And they actually made mention of that in the in the uh, in the movie too. But yeah, whatever. I mean, A for effort. But yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, and what's weird is like the. <sighs> feels like it was ported from super nintendo like there's a feel to this game and the way that it has a somewhat inconsistent frame rate um it feels like it, it started out as a licensed game on super nintendo that was ported over to sega genesis yeah and i i, I think you're probably right there because um did you watch any of the side-by-side comparisons i watched the console wars <laughs> okay yeah i did too uh, the I- console wars comparison video they did there I thought the the Super Nintendo version looked a little cleaner. Um, there's a lot more colors going on in the Genesis, you know, pixels. But uh, that's usually what happens. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, they develop it on Super Nintendo. Um, when you start out there, they start with more colors, and then they just make it look worse yeah. for the more limited color palette of Sega Genesis, typically. So, the the music got <laughs> it wasn't the worst music in the world, but. No, yeah, for, but it's for, for Wayne's it's, world. It should have been amazing, right? Should have been amazing, and it's decidedly not. Like the rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody is laughably <laughs> bad. The <laughs> rendition of Foxy Lady is nearly incomprehensible. The music um, in the main stages doesn't even loop properly. It gets to the end of the musical idea. And there's like a weird pause and then yeah. it just starts over. Um, and the instrumentation used it, the way I would describe it, it's just like, um, like, like an orchestra of bumblebees trying yeah. to yeah, right. compose a Sega Genesis <laughs> game. <laughs> and I, I looked at some, I looked at some of the, um, credits, the sound guys had for this and, didn't really see much that that really made me get too excited. They did well, Tony, Tony LaRusso baseball. Effects. <laughs> yeah, what about the sound effects? Oh, I got yeah, like I mentioned earlier. That, what about the voice? Uh, the voices. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. His annoying ex-girlfriend. We're not worthy. Oh. Like every time you die, which will be a lot in this game. Not worthy. Yeah, and the and the hit. What, what I would call like the feedback of getting hit, you're just flashing and you can just keep getting hit. I, I like a little knockback on my retro games just to like, you know, have the feeling that I got hit. But like between that and of not having any kind of feedback when you're killing something, 
like there's a little bit of a sound effect but not much i just i don't know like it just it just made it feel like i wasn't doing anything which no, which yeah kind of equates to the boredom of the game <laughs> just being bored really uh, yeah i know what you mean it made me think of sort of sodan for some yeah, reason yeah. the lack of feedback and just like i don't know what i'm collecting i don't know what i'm doing i don't know why i should care because yeah. it's just repeats and repeats and repeats um I had to look up what these different icons do. Because, uh, like, I pick up an icon and suddenly it goes, swing. I'm like, okay, well, what does this actually do? It's like an up arrow. Uh, great. And then it turns out that it's like a uh, it's a screen filling. You know, it's like a. I don't, I don't know what you would call it. There's something the instruction manual calls it, but it's a it, it clears the whole screen of enemies yeah and there's a few different you know I, I they put some effort into the weapons but i don't like that you can't really choose a direction where you shoot other than left and right um when you jump and shoot there's kind of a delay that's yeah. really annoying when you run into a health pickup power up which is like a thumbs up the game actually delays for half a second. Is that the one where he goes, <laughs> excellent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which that confused me too, because what there's hearts on the on the menu or on the bar. And those are like your lives, right? Yeah, the the hearts are your lives, and I thought they were my health. Me too. That would make sense. Yeah. Then you can pick up speakers and. You can also pick up um, different weapon up- upgrades like a uh, an auto fire or a you know rapid fire, and then something that makes you shoot more of a parabola. But really, to my brain, doesn't really do much more. Um, yeah, and I, I, I saw on that long play. I don't, I don't know if it's the third or fourth level where they picked up some power up that looked like a spreader gun, which you know being a Contra fan, that's like my favorite gun in the world. That kind of piqued my interests, my interest, but I did not enough to play it all the way through there. And did you? So did you? Did you make it to the bosses any of these levels? No, I didn't. Okay, I I gave this game a good solid like (laughs) three hours of my time. It it, uh, Um, maybe a little more than that. No, I did not. And they were so lazy that they didn't even change the music in the stage when the boss hit. It's like really. Like, you got to do something here. Oh, I know. And But it's just like one thing bleeds into the next. Yep, and yep. until you transition to a new actual stage, you know, the four stages, uh, it just a good game will introduce new elements. Um, but in this game, you've pretty much seen most of what the game has to offer you outside of changing out the enemies um by the first area you're like yeah. oh great i'm stuck in a maze level Within oh like great five every level is a giant maze and there's no like a good game um it's either going to tell you where where to go or it's going to have like some sort of arrow to point you in the right direction or it's naturally going to lead you uh, through a trail, right? Kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's going to 
lead you on a path towards the exit. Uh, and maybe there's multiple detours. But it's generally pretty easy to know where to go. Um, because of the maze-like structure uh, of Wayne's World and just how <laughs> gigantic these levels are. You know, if one of these levels was like this, I'd forgive it. Um, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but right? it's every one. It's every single one. Like when Bubsy did it, you know, <laughs> I was a little less harsh on that game because it wasn't every level that had like the maze-like structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just like, it has that kind of... Most of the way that some European developers made these licensed games but it's not a european developer it's a canadian developer yeah um but their style was similar to that where it was just like okay there's a, gonna be a lot of verticality going on here but not a lot of depth right yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> and, I, and you know it's great when the game is so bad that we're almost like laughing and we're just like, oh, like this game is so bad, but I'm finding entertainment value uh, with Wayne's World. You're just like, this was an obvious cash grab and I, I'm having a hard time finding the positives here. And that was I tried so many times because a, a lot of times on the show, we've we've had some games that weren't. Yeah, received well critically and, and we we were able to muscle through them and actually have some fun with them i think about like dark castle stuff we're actually kind of yeah, yeah, yeah but i i just i could not get there with this one i, I popped it in so many times and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna play this i'm gonna really sit down for an hour or so and i'm gonna give this a shot and i'd hit pause and go outside come back in <laughs> <laughs> check out the kids do that i'm like i just i don't want to play up smoking game. even though yeah, you're not a smoker yeah, right, yeah, suddenly drink. he needs to go out for a smoke break yeah hard drink you know <laughs> hitting the bottle again yeah and it, <laughs> and it it really really sucks because it's like i love this franchise so much like so wayne's world but bill and ted beavis and butthead those are the type of of you know the, like the stoner comedies yeah the dude duos as i call them it's like this is what i love and this game's really bad <laughs> and it's sad too because you think of uh you know what the thing about it bill and ted didn't fare much better when it came to video games uh, but Beavis and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead at least had one good, <laughs> solid game on the Sega Genesis, you know, and one, well, one even, solid. Even, game. Yeah, even with that, I, I actually the Super Nintendo version was tolerable. I know I rented it many yeah. times. And yeah, we it. rented it also, and it was yeah. you know halfway decent. Um, and, and Bill and Ted actually had a an, a playable game on Game Boy. I, I didn't mind playing that at all. Okay, you know what? I heard that the. Uh, the, the Bill and Ted game you want to play is on the Atari Lynx of all things. Okay. Um, well, apparently, the one on the Game Boy is like the one on the Game Boy is like playing like a classic arcade game. Like you're, you're it, it, if you look oh, at the yeah. screenshots, it's like yeah, it almost yeah. looks like a Donkey Kong, or, but it's actually kind of fun. I don't have, know what 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 in the world it has to do with the movie at all, but I actually Nothing enjoy playing really. that. It's just like <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little single screen platformer. If yeah. I remember, but that's definitely I, better than the NES one. Um, and this is a little aside, but it's so crazy to me that, um, is it a limited run? They did a physical yeah. release what in the world? Yeah. of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I guess the time, I don't know, with, off the third 
movie coming out. But yeah, they re-released, I want to say, the NES and the Game Boy, and I think the Genesis game. Um, which, yeah, you can get in a pack on the PS4 or the PS5 or the Xbox One, uh, and I think the Switch. Yep. And I'm just like, why does this exist? Who Same. asked for this? <laughs> I don't know who. I, I actually saw a few posts like that where folks were commenting on the Facebook page or Facebook post from Limited Run Games. It's like, well, who? Where did this come from? Who wants it? Yeah. Which I, I love Limited Run Game stuff. That kind of that one kind of threw me for a loop, but it, it did. Like I can, I'm down with the. Uh, I you know I kind of get it when someone like AVGN. Uh, lampoons a game enough and um, people were like yeah I'll get a copy of that game you know Uh, that's that's cool I want a piece of history but when it's something like this where it's kind of like best left to the dustbin of history or revisited you know buying cheaply used or playing via emulation yeah there are some games where it's just like let's just leave it back there or remember it for what it was but i don't know man <laughs> it's just i i would i would be even more shocked but at this point not surprised if someone was like we're gonna do a wayne's world collection so you can play every port of the game except for the good one um, <laughs> in this awesome collection yeah. So here's something interesting to me. Um, I just thought about how Wayne's World was kind of part of the counterculture somehow. But when you really think about it, it was always a commercial adventure, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the movie, they were wanting to avoid selling out. But then you had something like these video game tie-ins coming out, which is is kind of the antithesis of that, right? Like, video games are the ultimate sellout, in a way. Yeah, true. Especially when they're bad. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) It's quick, quick, quick cash, that's for sure. And man, it really hit hard, like, PS2 era, uh, era. Can't talk. Like, you know what I love when, when people say uh, area instead of area. Yeah. <laughs> hard- area. Someone says hard corpse instead of hardcore. Contra hard corpse. <laughs> I don't know. When I was a kid, I I learned that it was hardcores, but I also kind of like saying hard corpse just because it's just like, oh, that sounds sounds naughty. I like it. <laughs> That's the, right. that's the game we uh, technically didn't cover, but kind of covered. Yeah, it was uh, April Fool's time, right? It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> what was the... I, I can't remember. They're, I think they're, they're going to release it on the Genesis Mini. There was a Contra clone early on in Sega's release. They just released... They just said was they're going to... Sega Genesis... Oh. I wrote that uh, down. Uh, I can't remember because I wanted to play it. Resistance? I think something like that. Let me look. It's the one that has a really good soundtrack. Not Dinosaurs for Hire, not Midnight Resistance, but. 
It's a yeah. side scroller. Yeah, that's gotta be it. Yeah, yep. probably Midnight Resistance. Yep. It was. I wrote it down because I'm like, I never. Why, why have I not played this game? I've seen the cover art before. Probably like, because it's not co-op. They took the co-op out of the, the Genesis version for some reason. What else did it come out on? Uh, it is an arcade game. Okay. Two-player arcade. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try this game out. That, that looks like something I would love. Look at us talking about all these other games. I know. Well, that's what happens when we cover ad games. We're like, let's talk about games we'd rather be playing. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we beat this horse to death. Let's. Uh, we really have. Um, I also want to mention, I guess, real quick that at least in the first stage, it's just like uh, all over the place. There's no stairway signs and. It's just like, yep, I get it. I know the joke. It, it was great the first time. Like, if I saw one sign that said no stairway, <laughs> like, oh, that's a good reference. But they put it all over the level. <laughs> that sounds right. No stairway to heaven. Yeah, and what about, uh, you know, jumping on bongos and snare drums, drums and, yeah. to get places... Yeah, that was. Which yeah, you jump and you don't even know where you're going to land. That's kind of the ordeal you got to deal with there. Oh yeah, and the worst enemies, um, especially in, and the enemies just get worse as you go. But um, in the portion of the game that I played, um, the worst is when you're accosted by this game's version of bats, which are flying symbols, <laughs> or the rockets which come out of nowhere. Um, like Nick said, because it's almost like you're playing a Game Gear game and the perspective is so closed in, you really don't know, um, well, first, where you're supposed to go. There's never any indication of that. Everything looks the same. And then, yeah, you, you don't have much time to react to these enemies and their projectiles. And so you're just doing blind jumps half the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I don't. I don't know if you would agree with this, but like, I don't feel like it controlled bad. Like, I felt it like it was responsive. It really didn't control that bad. Um, you know what? Yeah, I. I thought the controls were were solid when it came to running around. Um, you know, I think the shooting's not too bad. It's more just like, why is there a wind up like Pete Townsend? Like, <laughs> windmill guitar thing when you jump that does nothing. It just wastes an animation, and then you don't get to shoot anything out as fast. Um, <laughs> it is fairly responsive. It's just they didn't really build a good game around it. Like The engine was fairly solid. I think they could have, it could have handled more. Yeah. 100%. Well, I guess we gotta go into this next segment. Do you have any retrofitted achievements? The Channel 16's retrofitted achievements. Um, I have two. <laughs> I think my only one was Squeeze Me, and <laughs> that's um. Managing to beat this game 
but then forgetting to return the rental to your video store 30 years later. <laughs> or, or I guess it would be about 25 years later. How about that? 28 years later. That's so let's excuse me. You beat the game, and then you forget to return it to Blockbuster, and then you get a bunch of late fees. And now you own the game, and you're really sad. I uh, My first one was, this game is great. Not... And that's, Not. Playing for, <laughs> that's playing for longer than an hour. You and know, then, uh, I'm glad you watched the video because you could be mistaken for thinking, oh, maybe it'll get better. No. <laughs> and it doesn't. And it just keeps going and going. Watching that guy play through the... Fr- and the dude I watched didn't even, like, die. And I'm, I'm assuming... When you die in any part of the level, you go back to the very first part of it. You do. That was the other thing. There's no checkpoints. And the levels are huge. And there's no checkpoints. And I made a point not to use save states because I'm a glutton for pain. Um, (laughs) I have... Spelunker. (laughs) Yeah. I played Spelunker. But, you know, people might hate that game, but it's got more replay value than this does. So... Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Oh, and my uh, second achievement we already popped, and this was called "We Need to Play More Garbage," and that's Pick Wayne's World for the next James game. So, you know, it made me think: Was there a Wayne's World two game? And I don't think there was. I hope not. That movie was awesome. Let's just leave it there. No. With the 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 weird naked Indian dude, <laughs> where are we going? Ah. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, I think we can ask the big question here. Is Wayne's World for the Genesis a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? And if you would like to answer that question with us, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash bitbrothers and see if you think this game's a gym or not. Um, if you want to talk about critical reviews, right? I didn't write one down, so as I talk, I'm looking at Moby Games to see if there's one out there. Wayne's World. Let's see if there's any reviews out there for it. Oh, wait, no, that's a DOS version. There's probably good reviews for that one, right? Yeah, that would be the point-and-click game. There's yeah, probably... that'd be the good one. No, there, if you <laughs> go to... Well, I know uh, the Moby Games... Moby Games had to have had some reviews of it. I saw so a few I, on, on the yeah, Wikipedia. I'm going to read this one. I'm going to read this one because I don't believe it. But uh, it says GamePro in May of 93 gave this a 70, which I can't believe that. Are you it's, kidding me? It says, it's Wayne's World, video game, party time, excellent. Wayne and Garth have another TV show, and this time it's on the SNES. The boys have managed to stay out of trouble. Not. Their annex will keep you going, but the not-so-excellent gameplay is slightly bogus. Not sure where they got that 70 from because that was not a good review. So I don't know. Whatever. Hey, what did the listeners think? <laughs> actually we posted this question we actually posted this question twice um, because we didn't get a lot of feedback the first time around so I kind of wanted to be like hey guys we could get some more feedback maybe some of you guys play, played it since we asked the you know, first time that didn't quite happen so I will read the most recent uh, feedback which comes from Nick DeMarco he says I never played this one on any console it was on for some reason I recall Wayne looking like the character in Ghost Manor on TurboGrafx-16 but I'll have to converse with super smart mashed potato eating turtle Aaron Robman for sure. <laughs> Which in one of Nick's many great articles, he uh, has a cool nickname there for Mr. Aaron. So 
Uh, Eric says, which this is just a quote from the movie. I love it. <laughs> that's weird. We're looking down on Wayne's basement. Only that's not Wayne's basement. That's <laughs> when they, uh, you know, put the oh, uh, TV show in the studio. Yes. And then uh, Jesse Clavadale says, are we worthy of this game? I think you are worthy. That's the question. (laughs) Uh, Going back to the original feedback, uh, Joe Copel says, garbage. Uh, Michael Kelso says, the movie made me laugh. The game made me cry. Genesis Gems makes me hurl. (laughs) Well, wait till you play Wayne's World on NES, my friend. (laughs) Which anytime someone says they're going to get sick, I do the Garth line. And I actually put this under uh, Mike's comment there. If you're going to spew, spew in this. <laughs> I, do, uh, I, I, do that. I do that to my kids all the time. And then the last comment comes from Gabe Van Gilder, and it just says, swing. So, Wayne's World. It is absolutely garbage uh, coming from me. Um, I tried to like this game. I love Wayne's World. I love the movie. I love the SNL skit. I love the characters. love Mike Myers. I love Dana Carvey. But this game sucks, and it, I think it sucks even more knowing that I wanted it to be good, and I gave it a shot, and I kept giving it a shot, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So, two big thumbs down. It's uh, it's going to get bad. So, yeah, it's garbage. What do you think, Aaron? Oh, total garbage. Like, <laughs> even the NES game, you could play as Wayne and Garth. Like, you can only... It, does, it boggles my mind that um, it's Wayne's World which is Wayne and Garth only get to play as one character and uh, everything looks ridiculous. Graphics are terrible. The sound is worse. Um, The game goes on forever without much (laughs) variety. Um, It belongs in the dustbin of history (laughs) and shame on us for playing it and shame on you for listening to us ramble on about this stupid (laughs) stupid game shame on you guys shame 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 Shame. no it's it's uh we love you guys it's uh total garbage is what it is um but there is one thing it does have over the nes game which is um an actual landing because (laughs) i just looked it up and i have played the nes game but apparently when you beat the nes game it literally just you see a picture of wayne it just says excellent and then the game ends seriously that's it (laughs) wow that was nice of him (laughs) excellent you Um, suck the the, uh the one thing i did like though was uh i like even the ending is pretty ridiculous um but I did like where they were like, oh, well, we're out of memory now. So I guess that's the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, and that those cutscenes lasted forever. I was sitting there watching oh. that long play, and I'm like, no, don't want to watch this. Now, if this was on Sega CD, <laughs> and they filmed their own special episode just for the game, um, almost like what Penn and Teller did for their unreleased Sega CD game, like, if they would, like, if they had done, like, a special episode of Wayne's World just for the fantasy Sega CD game, like, that would have made sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as it stands, total garbage. It will be neatly <laughs> slotted into, 
you know, on our Genesis Gems list, it's going to go near the bottom somewhere. Not the worst. It's not Chevy Nova, um, but it's down there somewhere. Yeah. I actually had that list up, but uh, we are going to lay the gavel down, and this is going to be considered garbage. So I'm going to share my screen with you. And, and listeners, yes. my, my apologies. I have yet to fix the website where you can see the entire Google document. Um, I will fix that eventually. But uh, we are looking here. And we have how many pieces of garbage so far? Nine pieces of garbage. It starts with 74 with Shaq Fu. 75's Last Battle. 76 Slaughter Sport. 77 Barney's Hide and Seek. 78's Techno Cop. 79's Last Action Hero. 80 Sword of Sodan. 81's Adventure of Mighty Max, which I just put Might Max. I'm going to fix that typo right now. And Heavy Nova at 82. Shaq um, Nova. <laughs> my opinion. I like Technocock better than this game. I like Last Action Hero better than this game. <laughs> Not quite sure about those bottom three. Of yeah. <laughs> Sword of Sodan. Um, nah, you know what? I think I, I like uh, this slightly better than Sword of Sodan. Okay, that's what just I was slightly. Thinking. Just that's below Last said. Action Hero, just above Sword of Slowdown. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. So there we go. So Wayne's World is now the new 80. In the books. Sword of Sodan is now 81. Richard's Mighty Max 82. And Heavy Nova is 83. Bam. All right. Yeah. So that's it. That, that's that is it. it. Now, the game we were supposed to cover this month, I'm hoping we actually cover it next month, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know how much time I I did get to spend a lot of time with that game, so I I would be fairly confident being able to go in and record an app on it. Okay, yeah, and I'll I'll start playing that too. I think we already announced that, which was Fantasy yeah. Star Two. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and start firing that up again and playing it. I know I have it on the Switch, which is nice on that one of those Genesis collections. So. Yes, it is handy playing it on the Switch. Um, did it make it to the? I can't remember. I know I had. Because I bought the uh, Genesis collection, but now they have that new, um, what's it called here? I'm looking. the Like the Nintendo subscription where you can get like the I Genesis think it games. is on there, but I'm looking I know up. one thing it won't have, which is frame skip, um, okay. which is handy in this game. Yeah, and the frame skip is on the uh, the Genesis collection. so It's annoying, but it, it works. Okay. No, yeah, they the haven't. Yeah. It doesn't look, they don't have it on there yet. They do have. Which fantasy star do they have? Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's not on this one. It okay. would be it would be on which I bought that when I got my switch. It's on the um crap, what's that called? I'm already losing my mind here. The yeah, the Sega Genesis Classics. It's on yep. that. Which that has frame skip, which is awesome. So, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. We'll take our time, of course, like we always do. <laughs> I, I've almost gotten off the first planet, so hopefully by the time I record the episode, I will uh, have accomplished that task. Does it get a little easier after you get off the first planet, or is it always like a grind fest like that? Um, it's it's a grind, but uh, no, I, I do think you're powered up enough once you get off the planet that you have a bit of an easier time. Okay. All right, cool. Well, sounds good, man. Well, All right. Guys. Appreciate that. Episode 93. 
in the books. Hopefully, uh, you guys are still with us. Um, if you are still with us, shoot us an email, genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. I'll tell you what, the first guy, the uh, first guy, the first person, I'm not going to limit it to, uh, you know, <laughs> a guy or gal, the first person to send an email, I will send you a surprise. So uh, just send an email, say first, I got some, uh, I got some duplicate games here, Sega Genesis, and I'll, uh, I'll send you one, some stuff I couldn't quite uh, sell. So I will, I will send you something nice. Maybe a couple of surprises in there too. Woohoo! Maybe yeah. Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to keep it for nostalgia's sake, but uh, right. Remember when you were? I remember um, I was trying to keep up with you. I started buying every game we covered, and then I'm like, nope. Uh, <laughs> then it became kind of tricky. But I don't I know if you're still doing that. I'm trying. Um, the only ones I haven't done are like the ones that cost a ridiculous amount of money. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Like whenever we cover Crusader Ascenti, I'm gonna be completely fine with my. But repro. hey, it's on the my Genesis Mini 2 that right. you can't seem to buy because they put it in such limited quantities. But yeah. uh, I, I honestly, I have never started that game. I'm really excited to eventually. Just you gotta because... try it. It's just, it, just don't go in expecting it to be a Zelda game. Uh, it, it, it looks like one, but it's gonna play a bit different, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I just, I, I keep wanting to kind of wait until we cover it but i need to just go play it sometime yeah cool well, all right man all right there is good uh, talking to you yeah if there's nothing else game off uh, game off we'll catch y'all later <laughs> all right see you guys thank you for being a jam played you once and now i'm back again your card is true you're the pearl in my sega world if we threw a party, invited all the hosers we knew, you would see the greatest game would be for me. I put the card in and I say.